Welcome to the Flight Deck, a leading edge podcast. I'm Captain Michael Wilson of the Communications Committee. Today is Next Step 6 with Captain Andy Riggs of the Negotiating Committee. Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Hey, jump right in here. 20H4E and 20H5E, these are new provisions that outline how flying premium pickup or senior man flying can be added to a pilot's existing trip and how they will be paid. Can you explain these new provisions and what they mean for our pilots? Sure. Prior to this language, the only provision for a pilot on a trip to have legs added to their current trip was under 20I5 Bravo, and the maximum ad pay available was 50%. Now, pilots with trips will be able to call the crew desk and have an open trip that is tagged with premium pay or senior man added to their current trip, assuming the legs can be added in compliance with FARs and UPA legalities. These additional legs will increase the pilot's LPV by the value of the flying added, and the pilot will be paid the original trip's premium pay as ad pay. For example, a pilot who is finishing up a trip and calls to have a two-day trip with 100% PPU tagged with four hours of flying added to their existing trip is entitled to four hours of LPV plus 10 hours and 30 minutes of ad pay added to their existing trip. Since a two-day trip pays a minimum of 10 and a half hours of pay under M515D. Uh, a real world example of this might be a Newark based pilot who finishes up a trip with one leg in from Detroit, for example, and there's a two day trip, one leg Newark to Boston, layover and another leg uh, Boston back to Newark the next day in open time with 100% PPU tag. If that pilot calls up the crew desk and says, I'd like to fly that Boston two day and add it to my current trip, assuming it goes on legally, that pilot would be entitled to, we'll assume, three hours of LPV for the Boston turn, the value of the actual flying, plus 10 and a half hours of ad pay because that trip pays a minimum of 10 and a half hours under M515D for the premium portion. Another reason why we went to obtain this uh, in our current UPA is because there are increased opportunities for premium pay that are required under the UPA before the crew desk can roll a reserves day off. So this expands the number of pilots out there who can pick up the trip, this tag with premium pay, in an effort to avoid rolling days off. Fantastic. And then for reserves, we see that visiting reserves move from step one to step three in the assignment order of the new contract. Uh, how does this impact our reserves? Visiting reserve is a status when a reserve has a deadhead at the end of their trip, which makes them eligible for reassignment under the UPA. In the previous UPA, visiting reserve was available under step one in the assignment of flying at an equipment base, which frequently led to reassignments to those reserves when other options existed. As of the first week of February, the reprogramming of the assignment steps under 20I was complete and implemented at the crew desk. So now a visiting reserve is available under step three of the assignment order in an effort to provide them more protection against involuntary reassignment. Furthermore, once the full reserve assignment ladders are programmed and implemented in August of this year, a visiting reserve is available only if there is no legal and available long call, short call, or voluntary field standby reserve in the base. I got to tell you, that exact provision caught me several times when I was a reserve 737 captain. All right. So the March bid period also brings a change in how pilots are compensated when they are reassigned to return to their base later than originally scheduled uh, overtime pay. Is that right? 
Yeah, so in March, uh, Section 20 Lima 5 of the UPA, overtime pay is implemented, and 20 Lima 6, late and day off ad pay, no longer applies. Unlike 20 L6 ad pay, which is only available to a pilot who is reassigned and sometimes available to a reserve, 20 L5 overtime pay applies when a pilot is operationally late or reassigned. There are two ratios used for OT pay. Once a pilot is more than two hours late, they begin to generate OT pay on a one to three basis until the end of their originally scheduled trip footprint day. For subsequent days late, OT pay accrues at a one to two ratio. Got a few examples here that uh, explain this a little better. So example one, a pilot is scheduled to return to their base at 1400 local base time on Friday. They're delayed due to weather and actually return to their base at 1700 local base time on Friday. This pilot is due 20 minutes of ad pay for the delayed return. That's the first two hours don't generate ad pay. The third hour is paid at a one to three ratio. Example two, a pilot is operationally delayed 18 hours returning to their base. The pilot was originally scheduled to return to their base at 1800 local base time on Friday, but actually returns to their base at 12 noon local base time on Saturday. This pilot is due seven hours of OT pay. That's three hours at a one to three ratio for Friday and 12 hours for a one to two ratio on Saturday. The last example, example three, a pilot is delayed due to maintenance overseas and is delayed 36 hours returning to their base. The pilot was originally scheduled to return at 1600 local base time on Thursday and actually returns to their base at 2200 local base time on Friday. This pilot is due 13 hours of OT pay. That's six hours at a one to three ratio for Thursday and 22 hours at a one to two ratio for Saturday, as well as day off restoration under 20 November. OT pay can be generated for a number of reasons, reassignment, operational delay, even the enforcement of your contractual deadhead entitlement can generate OT pay. If a pilot refuses a non-compliant deadhead seat in accordance with 5C5, they must advise the crew desk that they were unable to accept the deadhead and need to be reaccommodated. When the crew desk rebuilds their trip with a legal modification or reassignment, OT pay will automatically be generated. Just great information on next step six that goes into effect with the March bid period. All the documentation for this will be available in the MEC update coming out today. Um, February 29th, the leap year, and on UPA23.com. Andy, appreciate your help coming to the flight deck and explaining next step six for the pilots. Thank you for your time. You bet, Michael. Good to be here. Thank you very much. And for everyone else, please stay connected to your union, and we will be back with you soon. We'll see you on the line. Take care.